God. Amen. Let us pray. Most holy and all wise Father, we come to you in the precious name of Jesus. Lord God, you gave me your word that you wanted to be preached. You allowed me to put it to paper and pen, so to speak. But now, Lord God, I'm asking you to speak your word through and in me so that everything that I say and everything that I, I, is done will come straight from your heart and your mind. Let the people know that this message is not from pastor, but that this message comes from your heart and your mind. And faith, I sit down. I thank you, Holy Spirit, because I count it as already being done, just like you do anything else. We love you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, my soul says amen. Amen. I'm sure that everybody in here this morning knows that Today is Sweetheart Sunday. It's a Sunday that is set aside for honoring those who are in some kind of relationship. This morning, we are not going to be talking about just the romantic kind of relationship. We're not going to be talking about you and your significant other per se, but we're going to be talking about all relationships in general, or the keys that God is going to give you this morning is going to be based or applicable to any and every relationship that you're in. Because I need to remind you, okay, that relationships are of utmost importance to God. I need you to know and I need you to understand or God needs you to know. He needs you to understand that relationships are of utmost importance to God. You say, Pastor, how do you know that relationships are so important to God? Because God created the human race in the first place. Mm -hmm. If God was not about relationships, He would not have created humankind in the first place. You have to understand, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that scripture teaches us that God is love. We know that, we've read that, we've studied that over and over again. And I want you to know that because God is love, God loves to love. Mm -hmm. God loves to love. Loving is not God's second choice, third choice. God Loving is God's first choice. And I want you to understand that's why he created Adam and Eve in the first place, because he needed someone to bestow the love that he had. He had to have someone to bestow that love on, right? So that's why he created Adam and Eve. So we're going to be talking about relationships. We're going to be talking about, not relationships per se, but we're going to be talking about key points that could be uh, uh, attributed to any kind of relationship that you're in in life, whether it's with your mate, whether it's with your children, whether it's with your boss, whether it's with your teacher, your neighbor, whatever, okay? You can take the points that God is going to give you today and improve any and every relationship that you are in. Now, the question that you need to ask yourself, 
this morning, do I want to improve the relationship that I'm in or relationships with an S? Do I want to make those relationships better? God says that he wants it to be this morning that Paris and Don can have a power uh, ministry because their relationship is so strong. God wants to have eventually, um, uh, thank you, Jesus, Adrian and Keith in a power relationship because their relationship with God is so strong. I need to let you know that the first point and building a healthy and power relationship is contingent on your relationship with Almighty God. Amen. Now, people don't want to hear that. Your relationship with other people is contingent on your relationship with Almighty God. You say, Pastor, I don't understand that. Well, of course you don't. So turn in your Bibles to Matthew the 22nd chapter, we're going to look at verses 37 to 40. The title of the sermon this morning is Keys to a Healthy Relationship. And God said to tell you this morning that every relationship that you have, whether it's with your husband, your wife, your child, your neighbor, or whatever, is going to flow from the kind of relationship that you have with God. If you are having problem problems in any relationship with anybody, what you need to do is examine your relationship with God. If you are having a problem or an issue with a relationship with anybody, anybody, you need to first and foremost examine your relationship with God. Look at uh, Matthew 22, 37 to 40. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. You all know this. I've taught on this so many times. This is the first and the greatest this is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So you see here that any relationship that you are in, it has to flow from the relationship that you have with Almighty God. I was thinking about bringing a mobile in but this morning, but I forgot. But if you look at this board that they put up here, and you see the happy Valentine's Day up there, okay? Say that that is an image of God. And flowing from that happy Valentine's Day is all of these people, mm -hmm. do you understand? That it's all flowing from the love that you have with God. So if your love with God is not the way it's supposed to be, then your love with your significant other is not going to be the way that it's supposed to be. If you're in love with God, that you don't love him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength is not as strong as it should be, then you're going to have issues in any relationship that you have with anybody else. Amen. So what you need to do is examine yourself and say, how is my relationship with God? How, and I'm not going to do a sermon this morning on how to strengthen your relationship with God because you already know. 
You've sat on the teaching here for too long. You know that improving or strengthening your relationship with God involves getting into the word and, and studying the word. You know that it involves spending time with God daily in prayer. You know it involves communing with God all the time. You know what it means to strengthen your relationship with God. But God said, if you are not doing these things and you're not strengthening your relationship with him, then how do you expect your relationships with anybody else to work? Mm-hmm. Examine yourself. Examine yourself and say, how is my relationship with God? Am I excited about spending time with God? Amen. Am I excited about spending time with God in prayer? Am I excited about spending time with God in worship? Am I excited about spending God time with God in studying his word? Or is it something that I simply do out of obligation or as an afterthought? Amen. Strengthen your relationship with God. So then after you do that, God says there are things that you have to add to that. You have to add, when you start working on your relationship with God, then you got to make some personal things inside of yourself. So the first thing that God tells us here, in order for our relationships to be healthy, you cannot allow anyone else to dictate to you who you are. Amen. You cannot allow anyone else to dictate to you who you are. You say, Pastor, what do you mean? Turn to Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. I, I don't want to jump ahead. Romans 12, 2. When you have it, speak to me, Lord. Amen. I got one. I got one. Romans 12, 2. Because you need to see it so you can apply it to your life. God says, we strengthen our relationship with him. Okay, we make our relationship with God our number one priority. Your number one priority in life has got to be your relationship with God. Then you add to that the fact that you don't allow anyone to dictate to you who you are. Romans 12, 2, you got it? Do not conform to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This scripture is not something new to you. This scripture is something that we have read over and over again. But what you've got to do is you've got to take it and apply it to your life. In order to uh, um, uh, have a healthy relationship, God says you got to have your mind transformed and you cannot allow the world to dictate to you who you are, how you act, and what you're supposed to be doing. If you turn on television, you turn on your YouTube, your TikTok, your uh, Instagram, the world is constantly trying to shape you and mold you into its image. 
is trying to tell you that you got to look a certain way, that you got to behave a certain way, that you got to believe a certain way in order to be acceptable. But God says, if you want to have a healthy relationship with anybody, you cannot allow the world or anyone else to dictate to you who you are or what you are to be about. Do you understand that? You can't conform to this world. And what God is saying when he says, don't allow anyone to dictate to you who you are, he is saying you have got to have a healthy mind. You have got to have a healthy mind. My brothers and sisters in Christ, if you look back from February to January of the different people who have committed suicide, that had all the money and had all the fame and had all the whatever that you would think that they would need in order to have a healthy, uh, a happy life and to be in good and healthy relationship. But you saw them taking their own life. And the reason is because they allowed the world or someone to dictate to them how they were supposed to be what they were supposed to if they didn't accomplish a certain thing by a certain time in their life then they felt like they were failures they did not have a healthy mind they were not thinking healthy they did not have a healthy opinion of themselves God says in order for you to be in a healthy relationship you have got to have a healthy opinion of yourself amen amen you got to have a healthy opinion of yourself. You can't allow the world to dictate to you who you are. Okay? When you continue to allow others to dictate to you, then what you are doing is you are allowing them to get into your mind and cause you to have all kind of frustrations and feelings of failures and inadequacies. This week, I heard on Facebook, this woman talking about slavery. And she would talk to, said something that really blew my mind. She says, whenever you look in the history books, whenever you look in the history books and you look at different things that are posted, what it will say is, such and uh, Caucasian people or white, white people, whatever, brought the slaves from uh, Africa to America in such and such a year. Then they'll say, and they had the slaves to work in the fields. They had the slaves to work in their house. They had the slaves to do this, this, that, or the other. Okay? But God, she stated something that blew my mind. She says, they did not capture slaves. They did not capture slaves. They captures, captured families. They captured doctors. They uh, capture, captures queens. They captured kings. They captured athletes, and then they enslaved them. They didn't capture slaves. They captured people that were in positions that had families and communities and homes and all this. They captured people and enslaved them. They did not capture slaves. What is the difference? 
What is the difference? Because so long the world has taught us they captured slaves and has made so many black people think this slave mentality, this is what we were, this is what we are, and this is what we'll always be. But we were not slaves. We were people who were enslaved. So I'm talking about having a healthy opinion of yourself, having a healthy thought program about yourself. The world is not going to teach you the healthy things concerning us as black people. You have got to research it yourself and, and dig it up for yourself. And then you got to go into the word and find out what the word has to say about you. Amen. You've got to have, if you're going to have a healthy opinion, I mean a healthy relationship, you can't do it if you don't think well of yourself. Amen. You can't do it Amen. if you don't think well of yourself. And when I was doing this, the Lord dropped in my spirit. He says, there are some people that don't have healthy views of themselves. Amen. Even some of you in here, you don't have healthy opinions of yourself. Okay. The question is, do you, do you even like yourself? Some people, when they think about themselves, they always think about themselves in a negative way. Amen. If you ask them anything about anything, you know, well, this isn't going on, or I can't do this, or, you know, I have this, it's always something negative. It's always something negative. How are you going to have a healthy relationship when all you do is think negative thoughts about yourself? Amen. How, do you, how are you going to have a healthy relationship when all you do is think that you're so unworthy or you're not smart enough or you're not pretty enough or you're not black enough or you're not light enough or your hair is not this or your hair is not that or you're not skinny enough or you're not. If you're always doing this, how in the Sam Hill do you think you'll ever be in a healthy relationship? I don't care if it's with your husband, your child or anybody else. You you have got to be able to see yourself the way that God sees you. Amen. You say, Pastor, how do, I, how do I build a healthy image of myself? Turn to Psalms 4, 4, verse B. Everything I'm going to give you is biblical. I'll never sit here and give you my opinion. I'll sit here and give you what the Word of God says. Amen. Psalms 4, 4, B. B means the latter part of the verse. Psalms 4, 4. B. Okay. Do you have it? When you are on your beds, when you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. You say, Pastor, what this, does this mean? I like the way the King James Version puts it. It says, commune with your own hearts while you're on your bed. So what is that telling you? It's telling you that you got to learn to spend time with yourself, to know yourself in order to be able to be in a healthy relationship with anybody else. Spend time with you. Spend, when you're on your bed, lay there and think about you. When you're on your bed, lay there and think about who you are and what you have been able, the good things in your life. My brothers and sisters in Christ, let me tell you something that, that blew my mind when God gave it to me. 
He said, Joanne, you know, people are always complaining, especially married couples and especially pastor. I remember I used to do this all the time. My husband is never home. He, is, he just doesn't want to spend any time with me. He doesn't want to spend any time. He's always running here and there. He's always doing this. He's always working. He's always gone, blah, blah, blah. And God said to me, do you enjoy spending time with you? Because if you don't enjoy spending time with you, how do you expect somebody else to enjoy spending time with you? And that blew my mind. I'm serious. If you don't enjoy spending time with yourself, why in the same hill do you think anybody else is going to want to spend time with you? You've got to think, think about it. Think about it. You are, you are scripture tells us that you are wonderfully and fearfully made. When you sit there and start thinking, I'm not this and I'm not, you start thinking on your bed, God says, I am wonderfully and fearfully made. Start thinking when Satan comes to your mind and tell you you'll never measure measure up, you tell him you're a liar. God said, I am his masterpiece. When he made me, he didn't make another one like me. I am God's masterpiece. When Satan comes to you and tries to tell you that you are not anything, you remember and you remind him, God said, I am made in his image. If I I am made in the image of God. I must be somebody. You got to see yourself the way that God sees you. You got to have a healthy mind. You got to think about yourself the way God thinks about you. Don't conform and allow the world to dictate to you who you are and how you should act. God says, remind yourself of all the good things that you've been able to accomplish. Stop telling yourself about the things you failed at. Stop telling yourself the things that you failed at. The world can tell you that enough. You don't have to spend time telling yourself that. Stop doing that. Oh, I'll never do this. God says, stop it. Stop it. God said, change the way you think about yourself by spending time with yourself. Now, when you spend time with yourself, you got to be honest. Because you got to look and see not only the wonderful things that God sees and says about you, but you got to look and see some things inside of you that may not be so good. You got to examine yourself and say, do I have some self-destructive habits? Am I my own worst enemy? Am I my own worst enemy? If you see yourself doing some self-destructive habits, change it. Stop it. Stop it. Spend time. Discover what's in you. Talk to yourself. And say, do I walk around saying hurtful and harmful things Amen. to other people? Amen. Yes, what comes out of my mouth yes, to other people? Yes, well, why in the Sam Hill they're going to want to be around you yeah. when all they ever hear out of your mouth is some kind of criticism that you're not doing this and you're not doing that and you're Amen. a healthy mind. Amen. All of this involves having a healthy mind. Having a healthy opinion. God says, 
that in 1 Corinthians 16, you don't have to turn toward 14 because I got other ones for you to look at. He says, do everything in love. Do everything in love. Do everything. You want a healthy relationship? This message isn't just for you. It's for me too. God says, do everything in love. Amen. First point in developing a healthy relationship is having a healthy relationship with God. That your relationship with God is, you're, you're strengthening that. You're, and it's always something that you work on. Yeah. The second key is having a healthy mind. Developing a healthy relationship. I mean, opinion of yourself. Not always putting yourself down. Because there's some people that are always putting themselves down. But we're not going there now. We already did that. And developing a healthy relationship, the third point is, God said, allow the other person to be themselves. Amen. 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 Allow the other person to be themselves. Stop trying. God said we are conformed in his image, right? It didn't say that your husband, your wife, your child, your boss, your newspaper, they had to be conformed into your image. God said, allow the other person to be themselves. You know, and that is so very important because we're always trying to change somebody. Amen. Now, I, I remember just a minute ago, I told you that when you examine yourself and if you see some self-destructive habits and you see yourself saying negative to things, people, I, I said, change it, right? And inside of somebody's mind said, oh, pastor, that's easier said than done. You know, change it. Well, it's the same thing here. It's, the sa- it's still the same word. Allowing the other person to be themselves. God says, stop trying to change everybody. That is not your job. You have enough problem changing yourself. You have enough problem trying to change your own mind, much less trying to change somebody else's mind. Do you get that? God says, it's not up to you to change your me. I'm sorry. Joanne. I haven't told you that how many times, and he has. And I'm learning it, and I thank God that I learned it, or I'm learning it. But God says, we've got to understand that the other person is God's responsibility to change. The only thing you can do is commit them to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Commit with the now you know that in a marriage relationship there are things you sit down and you discuss you know that's all good things we understand that there's even things that you sit down and discuss with your children we understand that but we know that ultimately even with the discussions that you have the only person that's going to change them is God Amen so why do you put yourself in such a tizzy all the time Amen okay. All right, God says it would make your relationship so much better if you would learn to accept them the way they are and commit the things that you don't like about them to God. Amen. Commit it to God. Because otherwise, all you're going to do is fuss and argue about it. That's all you're going to do is fuss and argue about it, okay? So at any rate, those are the basic ones. 
But God said, Joanne, what I want you to do, and I need the screen to come up now, is I want you to take the rest of the points from one scripture. So I wanted it out of the Message Bible, so that's why I have it on the board, because I know everybody here doesn't have the Message Bible. And these points that God is giving us here, with the three points that he already gave us, will revolutionize your relationship. But I asked you in the beginning, do you want a healthy relationship? Do you want your relationships to be? Because if you don't, you won't, you won't apply these things. It, it, I'm not even going there. Okay. Uh, message Bible on the board. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other. In step with each other. None of this going off. This blew my mind when I read it. None of this going off and doing your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the what? Have the what? Have the run of the house. Who's going to run the house? Who's going to be in control? Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense and sing, sing your hearts out to God. Mm. Let every detail in your life, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the master, Jesus, thanking God and the father every step of the way. I broke it down in nine points. Next screen. I broke this down in the nine points. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Colossians, Colossians 3, 15 to 17. This is on the message Bible. Colossians 3, 15 to 17. All right. And I got nine points from this. The first point is let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other. One of the reasons that your relationships are not healthy is you're not in tune with each other. You're not in tune with each other. You're not in step with each other. How does God say, Felice, that we're to be in tune with our mate, in tune with our child, in tune with our boss? And God said, let the peace of Christ. Now, the question is, what does that mean? And because I'm me, I'm going to take the time to let you answer that. What does it mean? To let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other. What does it mean to let the peace of Christ keep you in step with one another? What does it mean? There's no point in giving you points if you don't understand what they mean. What does it mean? Talk to me. You can say that. The peace of Christ, being in one accord is good, very good, but it's lining your life and your relationship up with what the word of God has to say. Okay. That means both of you got to be doing it. And, but what happens when only one of you are doing it? What happens when only one is doing it? Yeah, you're, that's true. But what happens what do you do? Well, I should rephrase it. What do you do when it's only one of you doing it? You keep 
Amen. You keep doing it and committing that person to God and saying, Lord God, this is what we're trying to accomplish. Giving it over to God. Point number two. Point number two. You see this? God said, I don't want you going. I'm doing my thing. I'm, I'm doing me today. That's y'all's expression today. I've heard all. I heard my daughter-in-law say that. I've heard so many. I'm doing me today. God says, uh-uh, not going, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, whatever. God says, no going off doing your own thing. Because now you're two, you're not one. Amen. Now you're two, you're not one. Even with your children, no doing your own thing. Okay, in your boss, your boss wants you to do things a certain way or whatever. God said, no going off doing your own thing. Be in tune. Try and be in tune with the person. Okay? Y'all get that one? Yes, ma'am. Any questions on that one? No, ma'am. What does it say next? Cultivate thankfulness. Yes, indeed. If you want a healthy relationship, Keith, you got to learn to cultivate thankfulness. Amen. Thankfulness about who you are and who she is. Amen. Thankfulness about what God has done and what God is doing and what God is going to do. Yeah. Developing a thankful yeah. spirit instead of having a complaining, contrary spirit. Amen. Developing a thankful, what are you thankful for? God said, if you want a healthy relationship, Desiree, you got to have a thankful spirit. Yeah. Amen. 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 God said, let his word preach it. I said, okay, God, I'll let your word pre preach it. It said, let the word of God, point number four, have the run of the house. Amen. I've heard people, all my children or my somebody has the run of the house. They in control of this house. They just... Whatever, they got the run of the house. Everything in here. God said, let the word of God have the run of the house. What does that mean? What does that mean to let the word of God have the run of the house? God say that. Putting God first. Putting God first. Amen. Abushi, what did you say? Trusting God. Let God dictate. Let the word of God have the run. Follow your, let your house be ruled and reigned. By the spirit of God and by Amen. the word of God. Amen. Amen. Let God be in control. Mm -hmm. Okay. You want to have a healthy marriage? This is only for people who want to have a healthy relationship. If you don't want to have a healthy relationship, you will not do these things. If you don't, it's like yesterday in Bible study, and it was so good yesterday, but the, the writer was saying, he was teaching about praying and faith and talking about speak to the mountain and this kind of stuff. And it says, if you doubt, do without. If you doubt, do without. Amen. If you have faith and believe, then receive. Amen. So it's the same thing here. If you say you want to have a good marriage, a good relationship, a good relationship with your child or whatever, the child with the mother, uh, Jaden, for you to put these things in effect and so forth in your life, don't just read about it. Do it. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. Uh, number five, it was give it plenty of room in your lives, which means the word of God. How much room does the word of God have in your life? 
Whose phone is that? Okay. Um, the Word of God. How much room does the Word of God have in your life? How much word? How much room? How much time during the course of the day do you make for the Word? How much time? How much? How many days a week do you set aside for the Word? God said, "Give it plenty of room." Amen. Amen. Number six, <laughs> instruct and direct one another using good common sense. God said everything doesn't have to be in the spiritual realm, but you got to have, if you have a healthy mind, you got to have good common sense too. Use good common sense. Use good common sense when you're dealing with Jaden. Use good common sense when you're dealing with uh, uh, Anala. Use good common sense when you're dealing with your mother. Good, use good common sense when you're dealing with your pastor. God says use good common sense. Amen. Amen. All right. And then number seven. I love number seven. Amen. Number seven. You God said you got to learn to sing. Amen. You got to learn to sing Amen. during the course of the day. Amen. Singing out loud. Amen. Singing a praise song. Shouting to the top. God says sing. Sing your hearts out to God. During the course of the, do you know how it will change your spirit? I tell you, I have done this so many times. I can't, I can be down, down, down. And God will just tell me, start making up a song, making up a song using his word. And I'll start making up the song and it'll lift me out of that pit so easy. It is one of the easiest things to lift you out of depression. It is one of the easy things of lifting you out of, of thinking that you're not this, that, or the other. God said, learn to sing to the Lord, not just the hip-hop songs y'all have on the whatever, whatever. God said, sing to the Lord. Some of those songs you listen to, you're not going to sing them to God. You're not going to sing them to God. So you got to be singing some praise songs. Okay. Number eight, let every detail in your life, your words, your actions, whatever, do it in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You want a healthy relationship with your husband? You want a healthy relationship with your mate? Whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord. Yeah. And there's no way you can do hurtful, harmful things to someone and do them in the name of the Lord. And the last one is thanking God the Father every step of the way. Amen. So God has Amen. given you some points this Amen. morning. I know the, it was a little long, but it wasn't that long. God has given you some points for healthy. This is Valentine's Day, and everybody wants to have a good relationship. Some of us, our mates are here. Some of us, our mates are not here. But God said, even when your mates are not walking in accordance to the word, it is his job to do the changing. It is his job to uh, make things better. You just be the best that you can be. Amen, amen, amen. and amen. Any questions or comments? Questions? I hope and pray that you take these things and apply it to your lives. Let us pray. Father God, Valentine's Day, Sweetheart Sunday. I thank you, Lord God, for that. I thank you that it's been set aside to um, allow people to 
do kind things and love things, loving things to one another. But Lord, I pray most, most deeply in my heart that they'll want to do kind things and do loving things for each other, not just on Valentine's Day, yeah. but every day of the year. Yeah. Because Lord God, like it's, you started the message off, our relationship with other people is contingent on our relationship with you. And when we revel in your love and how much you love us and how much you have forgiven us and how much you are patient with us and all this other kind of stuff, then it's got to make us realize that we've got to be the same with other people. We love you, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. My soul says amen. Amen. The hymn of preparation. The hymn of preparation.